We are still looking at spiritual gifts, and today we're going to look at the spiritual gift of miracles. And I like to review, so we're going to review what we went over last week. So who remembers the two gifts that we went over last week, or one of the two gifts? Look at your notes. Discernment, yes. We went over discernment. Anybody remember the other one? Healing, yes, very good. Uh, you guys got good memories or good notes? <laughs> so, uh, very good. All right, so we're going to review discernment. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12.10, you can actually probably turn there. We'll be there again uh, in a little bit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And probably hold your place there. We'll be back to there later. 1 Corinthians 12.10 says, To another the working of miracles. Again, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits. Uh, so what does discern mean? What, does anybody remember or know uh, what discern means? What does it mean to discern? What's that? Mm-hmm. That's very good note-taking. <laughs> yes, that is what we went over last week. Uh, so I kind of defined it as uh, making a judicial estimation uh, to separate facts, thoughts, ideas thoroughly, and then to decide by judging. So you're basically being a judge. Uh, to rightly judge something, you have to gather all the facts first. Just like you said, we talked last week about if you're on trial, uh, the judge doesn't sit down and just automatically, the first thing he does, says guilty. No, he has to listen to all the facts. All the evidence has to be presented. All the facts have to be gone over. They have to sort through all of it, gather up all this information, sort through it. Um, and then they have to then make an, a, a judgment on all of the information. But the first process is to gather it, then you sort it, then you make a decision on the situation. So we talked about last week, does every Christian have the spiritual gift of discernment? What do you guys think? Does every Christian have the spiritual gift of discernment? Exactly. Uh, very true. Uh, all of God's children will have some level of ability in, in most of the spiritual gifts. Uh, God has determined to use us differently, though, in his plan. He has a different place for everybody in his plan. has a place for everybody in his plan, but it's going to be a different place. And this means that we all have different levels of abilities in specific gifts. And the gift of discernment is the same. It fits right in with that. Uh, all of God's children will have some level of ability with discernment. But that doesn't mean that it will be a strong point for all of us. Uh, some will be very gifted in discernment. And if that is you, uh, it is because God has plans to use you in a way that will require you to have a higher ability in discerning. Uh, so can someone give me some examples of discernment in the Bible? Some examples of people using uh, discernment in the Bible. Anything. Solomon, yes. Yep, Solomon with the uh, two mothers and the baby. Uh, definitely used discernment, uh, wisdom there as well. Uh, anything else? Anybody can think of Joseph, which time? <laughs> yes, with Potiphar's wife. Very, very good. I have Joseph down on my list for a different thing, but yeah, uh, with Potiphar's wife, he, he 
could discern what the situation was, used wisdom uh, on how to get out of that situation as well. Anything else? Any other examples you guys can think of? <clears throat> All right, I'll give you mine. Uh, first, uh, turn to Psalms 139. Psalms 139. I'm going in a little bit different direction, but you could say David. David would definitely fit. Psalm 139, starting in verse 1. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways, for there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Uh, so my example here is actually God, God himself. Uh, he understands what our motives are. He knows uh, why we do things, what we're trying to do and why. And that's what discernment is. Uh, it's, it's understanding the whole situation and, and judging on why something is being said or something is being done. Uh, so my example there is God, and God is all-knowing, so God is obviously very gifted in discernment. Uh, now turn to John chapter 2, verse 24. John chapter 2, verse 24 says, But Jesus did not commit himself unto them, because he knew all men, and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. So uh, Jesus uh, knew what their motives were. He, he could discern what was going on and why it was happening and what their motives were. Uh, Jesus also knew the motives of the people questioning him uh, in Luke chapter 20. Uh, and then Jesus with Nathaniel, he knew why things were being said, why, why the questions were being asked. Uh, that's in John chapter 1. Uh, so Jesus is another example of uh, discernment. And then, like I said, I had Joseph on my list, but for a, a different occasion. Uh, Joseph, when he was being recognized as being wise and being gifted with, uh, well, being put into a place of authority by Pharaoh. Uh, this is in Genesis chapter 41. Uh, it was because of his discernment of the situation. Uh, he knew uh, what was going on. He could judge the situation well. And that's because God blessed him with that ability at that time. Uh, we could also talk about Nehemiah, and uh, he discerns the plot against him by Sanballat and Tobiah in Nehemiah chapter 6. Uh, so those are just some examples that I had. Uh, so now let's move on to healing. Let's review the gift of healing. Uh, so what is the gift of healing? It's an easier question than you think. What is the gift of healing? What's that? Health. Health. Uh, yes, if you are not healthy, getting healthy would be uh, the gift of health, uh, healing. It's simply, just, it's very literal. It means exactly what it says, to heal. 
to, to heal someone, to cure them, to make them whole, or to get them in the process of healing. Uh, so let's see if we can think of some examples of healing in the Bible. What are some examples of the gift of healing or healings uh, in the Bible? Can anybody think of any healings in the Bible? Denise? Leprosies. Yeah, there's uh, different times of leprosies uh, throughout the Bible. Um, and yes, there was healings of those. Uh, I have one of them written down on my list. Any others? Uh, healings in the Bible? The garment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was healed of, the Bible calls it the issue of blood. Um, she was healed then just by touching Jesus' garment. Uh, did you have one? Yeah. The blind, when Jesus healed the blind? Yes. Uh, that's another uh, healing in the Bible. Jesus healed the blind. I have that on my list as well. Any others? Yes, Jesus raising Lazarus. That's uh, like an ultimate healing, I guess. Uh, he was dead, and now he's healthy again. So, yes. Uh, Denise? When they had, you talking about when they had the the thousand you know, uh, uh, evil spirits in them, and they went into the pigs. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yep. All right. So I have um, Miriam when he got leprosy and then was healed of leprosy, and that was done by God through Moses. Uh, that's in Numbers chapter twelve. I have uh, the widow's son being raised from the dead. That's from Elijah, uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. Uh, Jesus healing the blind man, Matthew chapter 9. Uh, Peter and John heal a crippled man in Acts chapter 3. Uh, those are the ones that I wrote down that, uh, that came to my mind. Uh, so do people have the miraculous gift of healing today? Do we think that's a gift uh, that people have that they can go around and heal you. Like on TV. Autumn, what do you think? Like they can't touch people, but like if they're able to doctor and have a very Yeah, that's true. So the miraculous gift of healing uh, does not exist today. Uh, we don't have to where we can just go to someone and make them healthy. We don't have that ability. Uh, but yes, there very much is a way of healing people today, of using medicine and different techniques. Even you think of physical therapy uh, and massages and all that kind of stuff to heal muscles. Uh, there definitely is a healing process that can be done today. But the miraculous gift of healing that we've seen in the Bible uh, is not uh, present today. Uh, there are no healings performed by people after the time of the apostles. Uh, there are no healings performed by people after the book of Acts. Um, and there are no miraculous healings performed by people today uh, because I believe the focus would be in the wrong place. And I think that's uh, one of the reasons why God chooses not to work that way anymore. Uh, turn to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, and we'll look at verses 11 through 13. 
says, And the Pharisees came forth and began to question with him, seeking of him a sign from heaven, tempting him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and saith, Why does this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, There shall no sign be given unto his this generation. And he left them, and entering into a ship, again departed to the other side. So, Jesus is making it clear here that he's not very happy with their focus. Uh, he doesn't want them to seek a sign. He wants them to seek salvation, to seek God. And really, they just want to see really cool things happen. Uh, they're looking for a sign in this situation. And Jesus makes it clear that the focus is in the wrong place. And he also states that people in generations will not be able to see signs, will not be able to see miracles because of that focus being in the wrong place. I believe that's the time that we live in now of where we're generations that will not see uh, the gift of healing. Uh, there are a few miracles of healing that are in the Bible after the book of Acts, uh, but they're all performed by God or the Holy Spirit. Uh, when speaking of miracles performed in Galatians chapter 3, it talks about the Spirit working the miracles. Uh, in Philippians, uh, Epaphroditus is healed by God. Uh, in 1 Peter chapter 2, it talks about Christ being the one that heals us. Uh, and so this brings us right into our spiritual gift of today, which is the gift of miracles. Uh, so if you kept your place in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, go ahead and turn back there. First Corinthians 12, and we'll start in verse 8 this time. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles. So we're going to talk about miracles here for a little bit. We're going to look into this spiritual gift of miracles. Uh, the verse in Corinthians says that there is a working of miracles, and that's one of the spiritual gifts. Uh, so let's see from God's Word what all this includes. Now, the gift of the working of miracles certainly can include miraculous healings, uh, but we've obviously already covered healings quite a bit. Uh, so we'll mostly exclude those miracles from the study, um, but you can uh, include that it is definitely a miracle. Uh, we also see that the gift of miracles and healings are listed separately in this list of spiritual gifts. Uh, I think that's done on purpose, and I think there's an obvious reason for that because there are two separate things. Healing and miracles are two separate gifts. Uh, some people were given the gift of healing, uh, and they, which were mostly the apostles, also Jesus, obviously, uh, could heal people, but that gift was exclusive to healing, uh, the gift of healing, you can only heal. You can't do miracles on top of it. Uh, but there are miracles that do not include uh, healing. So let's look at some examples of miracles. Um, but first, I want to see if you guys can think of some. We've named a few already. Can you think of some miracles that didn't include healing? Yeah. Absolutely. I was just talking to someone about how they, you know, have found chariot wheels down, you know, down the uh, river there and, and all kinds of stuff along, uh, basically the archaeological findings that support what the Bible says, which 
we're not surprised by. Others may be, but uh, yeah, that was obviously a miracle. It would have been really cool to see as well. Maybe not in the moment when you're, you know, worried about your life. Uh, but, you know, looking back, it'd be a really cool thing to see. Anything else come to mind? Receiving manna? Yeah, that was a daily miracle. Every morning they woke up, they got to experience a miracle. Uh, that would be pretty awesome. I would probably have a lot of trouble keeping my daughter from eating it all. Yeah, she would just go out there and gather up 10 days worth all at once, uh, so which you are not supposed to do. Uh, but, uh, yes, that, that would be a cool miracle because they experienced it every single day. Anything else? Autumn? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, with the oil and that never disappeared in, in the flour when she made the cake every single day. Oh, when the, when the pots were filled with oil. Okay, and uh, so they were all filled to the top with oil. That, again, would also be pretty cool. I have someone waving at me in the back. You got one? Yes, yes, that is a, another miracle. Again, that would be awesome to see, uh, you know, just water in the pot, and now all of a sudden it's not water anymore. How cool would that be? Uh, plenty of miracles. They might have one they want to shout out before we move on. Feeding of the 5,000. Again, another awesome miracle. It would be very cool to see. The Passover. Well, what's your thinking on that? Let me pick your brain a little bit. I would say yes. I would say yes because it's chosen by God. Yeah, so he saved uh, his own people uh, by not selecting them, you know, so uh, that would be, I would think as well, a miracle, at least in my book. I mean, if, yeah, each, each one of the plague was a miracle in itself. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That, it would have been uh, some crazy time to live in, <laughs> uh, seeing all of that. Um, all right, I have three that I want to go over, all in the book of Acts. Uh, so Acts chapter 16, turn to Acts chapter 16. And I'm going to have you read on your own Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 18. So Acts 16, 16 through 18. Uh, and when you figure out what miracle it is, go ahead and shout it out, raise your hand, whatever you want to do. Acts 16, 16 through 18. Uh, be more specific, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going for, casting out of the demon. Yeah. I thought you were on the right page. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> uh, all right, so casting out of the demon was the miracle there. How about uh, turn to Acts 13, and you'll start in verse 4, and it does go all the way through verse 12. Uh, you might figure it out along the way there. So Acts 13, 4 through 12.
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a very interesting way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, Elimus is uh, made blind for a season. I thought that was interesting. It said he won't see the sun for a season. Uh, yep. All right, Acts chapter 8, verses 6 through 8. This will be the last one. Acts chapter 8, verses 6 through 8. Yep. Yep, yep. Casting out unclean spirits. Uh, So with the gift of miracles, we must address, uh, just like we did with healing, whether or not people still have this power, this ability, or this gift. If the gift is still active today in Christians, uh, we must first consider miracles in the Bible. And let's look back at the three that we just covered. Uh, In all of them, we will see the purpose and source of the miracles. Uh, So Acts chapter 16 and verse 18 of that passage, it says, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Uh, So we see uh, the source and the purpose here, and I'll explain this a little deeper here in a second. And then Acts chapter 13, we see in verse 4, it says, sent forth by the Holy Ghost. Verse 9, it says, filled with the Holy Ghost. In verse 11, it says, the hand of the Lord is upon thee. Uh, Then Acts chapter 8, in that passage, the purpose there was to reach the people with the preaching of Jesus, the the preaching of salvation. Uh, That was, all these miracles were done while they were out preaching about salvation. Uh, There was a specific source for all of these miracles, that is the Holy Spirit. Uh, This makes sense since it is the Holy Spirit that gave the spiritual gift to the New Testament uh, apostles there, the Christians, the apostles. Uh, if we were to look at the Old Testament believers, we would find that God gave those men the ability to do those miracles as well. God was the source in that case. Uh, but now let's consider the purpose of these miracles. Again, in Acts chapter 16, uh, Paul cast out this demon because it was stopping the word of God from being preached. He was trying, he was there, he was trying to preach the word of God. He was trying to preach about salvation. Uh, and he was being uh, bothered by this, uh, uh, the lady. And uh, he cast out that demon so he could continue doing the work of God. And then he eventually goes to jail. But the jailer and his entire house becomes believers because of all of this. Uh, the purpose was to be able to keep preaching salvation. And to be able also to specifically reach the jailer who gets saved. Uh, Acts chapter 13, uh, the goal of these men, which is Paul and Barnabas here, uh, was to preach the word of God. Uh, After the miracle was completed, the deputy there uh, became a believer. You see that in verse 12 of Acts 13. And then Acts chapter 8, the the goal there is preaching of salvation. Uh, And if you look... Before that passage, a little bit in verses 4 and 5, it'll tell you that they're sent out to preach uh, about salvation. The miracles performed gave Philip the ability to reach the lost with 
the gospel. In Acts chapter 8, verse 12, it says, uh, But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Uh, people believed because of the ministry of Philip. He was out trying to preach, and he did those miracles along the way. The whole purpose was to preach salvation. Uh, if you were to study this passage, you would find that there was uh, a wicked sorcerer named Simon leading people astray. The miracles that God performed through Philip uh, in that time was to show that God is real, uh, to, to set him apart, that he is a child of God doing the work of God, and also to stop Simon from leading people astray from God. Uh, we see that even Simon the sorcerer becomes a believer uh, in that passage as well. So we understand the source, which is God and the Holy Spirit. We also understand the purpose to bring people to salvation through Jesus. Uh, so now, is the gift still active today? Are people still able to perform miracles today? Well, this gift of miracles was specific to the apostles, and it actually stayed with the apostles. Uh, so when the apostles died, the gift was no longer active. Uh, Paul tells us how to identify an apostle in 2 Corinthians 12.12. You can turn to that, 2 Corinthians 12.12. 12. Uh, Paul tells us how you can actually identify if someone is an apostle of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 12. It says, Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs and in wonders and mighty deeds. Uh, Paul is saying that apostles of Jesus Christ were able to be recognized by the things that God did through them, and that would include the miracles that God chose to do through them. Uh, the gift of miracles uh, given to the apostles was to help people recognize them as servants of God, to kind of set them apart, to separate them from false preachers of the time. Uh, it helped to verify that they were bringing the message from God and that they were not false prophets. The apostles were used by God during a specific time and for a specific purpose. Uh, turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Uh, God chose to use apostles for a specific time, for the purpose of building the church on the foundation of his son, Jesus. Uh, this was done in a specific time, and that time is over. So it is. So the office of apostle is also over, and also the gift of miracles uh, that the apostles had. In the book of Revelations, we see that John writes that there were only 12 apostles. Revelations 21.14 says... And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the name of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Uh, so this means that there cannot continue to be more and more apostles, because there would then be more than twelve. 
the gift of miracles that the apostles had uh, is not active today. There are no more apostles today as well. So does this mean that there are no more miracles in the day that we currently live? Uh, that's not true. Uh, God still has the power to perform miracles. Uh, God is omnipotent. God is all-powerful. Uh, God's power is not less today than it was 2,000 years ago when the apostles here, or 4,000 years ago, or 6,000 year, years ago. Uh, God has the same power today as he did in the Bible. Uh, God, who created everything, still has the same power today as he did when he created everything. God did not lose his power. God did not lose the power to perform miracles as well. Uh, Matthew 19:26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Jesus tells us that God has the power to do all things. Uh, Luke 1:37 also says this, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Uh, again, God is not limited. Uh, he never was and he never will be. Uh, Jeremiah 32:27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? God himself tells us in the book of Jeremiah that there is nothing too hard for him. That applies in the Old Testament. It applies in the New Testament and it applies still today. Uh, Romans 1.20 says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they were without excuse. And so in case we needed proof that God's power is eternal, it tells us so in Romans 1.20. We see that God will never lose his power. It is an eternal power. God can and still does miracles today, just not through people like he did with the apostles. Uh, I know multiple people today that are cancer-free, and, and there's no explanation from the doctors other than we don't see cancer anymore. Uh, God can still perform miracles. I've seen God work in his children's lives in miraculous ways. I know people that did not have money to pay a bill, and when that bill was due at the very last minute with no explanation, all of a sudden the money was there. Uh, our uh, evangelist that was here, Blaine Graham, uh, he told you about the church that his brother uh, pastors and how they were able to raise a decent amount of money. I can't remember the exact amount, but it was you know $100,000 or something along those lines. And they had uh, a million and a half dollar bill, you know, a million and a half dollars that they owed on their building. And God took that little bit of money that they raised and turned it into a million and a half dollars. Uh, that is a miracle. Uh, I've seen in my own life that it, it, I would add up my income and add up my bills and say, we have a problem here. And at the end of the month, everything was paid. God still does miracles. Uh, and I know I've talked about this before, but I'll never get over it. I'll remember it my entire life. Uh, this past summer, I watched on, uh, during VBS, I watched on the weather radar on our carnival day, this huge, ugly storm cloud coming right at us. It was headed right for us. And on the radar, you could literally see the thing break in two and go right around us. It went just to the north of us, 
just to the south of us, right before it got to us. I'll never get over that. That was a miracle. That was amazing to see. I'm thankful for a phone that had a radar on it that I was able to even see that happen. It was a miracle. God is still performing miracles today. Uh, God still has His mighty, His eternal power today. Uh, God has chosen not to work through apostles performing miracles anymore. That does not mean that God has any less power. Uh, If we stay in God's will and we are obedient to God and we are actively seeking Him and actively trying to serve Him, I promise you that you will see some miracles along the way because God still has His power. Uh, Let's pray.